The Geek Therapy Discord server is the place to connect over your favorite fandom. Share your reactions to this summer's blockbusters, season finales, and more. Join us at geektherapy.com slash discord. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. My name is Oswald Cardona and my co-host, Lauren Keller. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Brandon Saxon. Hello. Today we're doing an all-question queue episode. But first, let's check out what is new on the network. Jedi Council. That's Brandon. That's me. Half. Well, Brandon is half. I'm part of it. It's not Star Wars. (laughs) Right. I'm the... I'm the not Star Wars part. <laughs> He's the council part. <laughs> <laughs> Insert no Star Wars joke here. It gets me every time. <laughs> You're just going to have to have a Star Wars episode just to throw Josue off. I would like me. the joke, though, and I love the joke. <laughs> the episode is on causes and consequences of eating disorders in the Star Wars universe. It's not true. It's not in the Star Wars universe, just in general. It's in our universe. Uh, the Queer Comics Podcast has an episode called Animation Fusion. They talk about comics, but then they, they, they've gone with TV shows. This time they're talking about animated shows and, and animated shows that have comics. Uh, comics. Spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Harry Potter Therapy has an episode called The Vanishing Glass. And Rolling for Change has an episode on intimacy, sexuality, and gaming. Bon chica bow wow. Woody and Brian had their wives on the show. So there were five of us on the show. It's uh, it's pretty good. That's that's intense. It's got a little raunchy, too. It's got, a, it's got a warning at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, boy. After yep. hours. I think I read it's R-rated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying all that so that Lauren will definitely want to listen to listen it. Listen to it. I want you to know <laughs> that I downloaded it earlier today. Josue <laughs> 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 uh, knows you so well. He does. <laughs> The irony is that the episode is actually about Star Wars. <laughs> Unreal. It's a chop. Uh, and, <laughs> and a huge thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Mark, Reese, Jamila, and Lydia. All right. So question Q. Q, 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 Q. So I don't know if we'll get through all of these questions, but uh, I have to start with one <laughs> that we got actually last year, at the beginning of last year, and I've never been able to fit it into like the topic of a show. I oh, hope goodness. that whoever asked it is still listening. I, they probably aren't. It's funny. There's a <laughs> review on iTunes that says, I really like the show when you were interviewing mental health professionals. I hope it returns to the original format. I'm like, Aww. you interview me every week. I was like, yeah, there's always mental health professionals on the show. What are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> Don't listen then. <laughs> anyway, so so this one comes uh, from 2018 <laughs> from Superhero Ethics on Twitter. And they ask, one of the most, ba- well, it's a, it's, a, it's a statement. Let me read the whole thing. One of the most basic superhero tropes seems to be the loss of parents, often in traumatic ways. I would love to see this be explored what media does a good or bad job of representing the effect of that does the superhero need a tragic backstory no uh Mm -hmm. i immediately thought of into the Mm spider-verse i thought of miss marvel miss marvel is a good one too yeah Mm -hmm. uh she doesn't have a tragic backstory no she's she's got her parents her brother Mm -hmm. yeah yeah her friends she just true, true. has a weird thing happen to her, and she wants to do good. 
Yeah, and in Into the Spider-Verse, the whole reason why uh, Miles becomes a superhero is the inspiration of the other heroes. There's no mm-hmm. tragic loss or anything. I mean, there's a thing with his uncle, but it's that isn't what makes him mm-hmm. the hero in the movie. That's kind of the same thing with uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Her, she's inspired by Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ironheart, the mm-hmm. replacement, like the the new Iron Man in the Marvel comics, after something happens to Tony Stark. It is a kind of tragic backstory. What makes her... It, I, I believe it's a school shooting. No, I'm sorry. It's not a school shooting. It's a, a shooting in her neighborhood at, a, at, a, at some sort of activity. And someone in her family gets shot. I don't remember if they died or not. But the violence in her neighborhood is what motivates her to, to become a hero. So that's not a not tragic story. But it's also not a loss of parents or anything like that. And I think stories have gotten way better at that like there's way more variety mm-hmm. for for you know what it, what is a hero definitely totally i think it's tragic kind of backstory and loss it's, it's kind of like one of the iconic kind of like hero archetypes right that just it's very it's such a a simple setup to motivate or prompt the character into into action or into adventure or into the story and so, obviously, I think it's just been borrowed so heavily across all fiction, and and superheroes are no exception. And it just makes for, like I said, a pretty easy setup, um, but definitely not entirely novel for sure. Thank you for bringing that up, Brandon, because I do think that this is very much directly tied to Joseph Joseph Campbell's mm-hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> hero hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Because and you know the the question is sort of framed around like general tra- tragedy and then specific the tragedy of of a dead parent, um, but I think both of them are just simply placeholders for being like the event that is the um, what does Joseph Campbell call it the, the call to action mm-hmm. for the hero. There has to be some something that disrupts the normal world that forces the hero onto the journey. And so that's usually some sort of tragedy because good things happening doesn't really cause you to change your life and leave what you know to do the unknown. Um, But bad stuff happens and that causes a lot of changes and a lot of uh, intentional moves. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that like superheroes and, and heroic stories need a dead parent, but I do think that that tragedy is part of the way that we connect with these characters. Um, mm. Even if you haven't experienced the specific tragedy, the fact that they have something tragic in their past is generally related, <laughs> relatable to humans because we all have, you know, something that sucked <laughs> that happened in our past. And so it's a way to make the characters more relatable and more human. But yeah, I, I it does get a little overwhelming when it's always like dead parents, <laughs> dead parents, lots of dead parents. Yeah, I guess that sort of does tie into like, you know, how human lives work is that unless something awful happens, you will experience the death of your parents. And so there's something very humanizing about that, um, especially when you're talking about superheroes who have something, you know, 
more than human is like mm-hmm. a way to sort of bring them back to humanity of like, yeah, they have like superpowers, but <laughs> mortality comes for them as well. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> well, that's interesting because, yeah, everybody's parents are going to die if you if you outlive them. Yeah. But but that doesn't make everybody a hero. It's not like it's not a catalyst necessarily for some yeah. sort of big change like that. It's like, oh, you know, it happened. Where's my superpower? When you when you look at um, people in helping professions, ninety five percent of the people in my classes, pretty much, when we asked, uh, were asked by our professors, how many of you struggle with some kind of mental illness or a loss or something, and like ninety five percent of us raised our hands. Um, there are those people that go into those professions for for other reasons, but a lot of us go into it because of something that we're wanting to work on inside of us or help others not have to go through. Um, and I think it's the same with superheroes. There's, there's some that need have that need to help just to help and be good people. And then there's also people that want to help and be good people because there's something that happened to them. Yeah. So loss of, parents or or loss of somebody or a tragic event is motivating but it's definitely not necessary Hmm. yeah and in terms of a a bad job representing the loss of a parent as a motivator i guess you know revenge stories probably aren't a i I wouldn't consider them great examples of heroism and and you know the 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 hero's journey thing bothers me just because like the question says, like it's it's a trope, and I don't know. I think if you try really hard, you can uh, fit any story into the hero's journey. And really, that's Joseph Campbell's point. It's like this is something that you know we see over over and over again. Yeah. But also, if you spend the time, you'll find stories that don't follow that uh, arc, and it is not universal. Oh, yeah. It's know? it's absolutely more of a, a Western style of storytelling. Yeah. So it, I don't know. Over the years, I've met people like, "Oh, it's the hero's journey! Oh my god!" And it's playing out again. I'm like, "Ugh, stop it, please! <laughs> stop romanticizing the hero's journey." He saw a thing. I do like Joseph Campbell, though. I'm gonna find a way to put Josue's story into the hero's journey just to piss him off. Everybody oh can. It's it's uh, it's it's not it's not hard. If you try really hard, you can do it. All right. Uh, no, a more fun question. <laughs> uh, do you have... Oh, this one comes from Woken Dead. He is on the Discord a lot. We love you, man. Uh, do you have a favorite old school retro 8-bit, 16-bit game? Multiple favorites are acceptable. So this is 16-bit era or prior. Hmm. Hmm. How hmm. many bits are in the game, boy? <laughs> That that counts. That counts. Okay. Then my answer is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on original Game Boy and or Game Boy Color. Good answer. It's original, not DX, just the original. I, I had both and I played gotcha. both. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> is it hard? A little bit. Or when you were a baby, was, was everything 32 bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a baby. I'm still a baby. Dr. <laughs> baby Brandon. They, they had, oh, yes, my new title, which I loved from last week. And uh, when I was a baby, they were just coming out with the PS4 Pro. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's no. more than third. That's more than sixteen bits. Just barely. <laughs> I think my favorite game from that era, or at least one that stands out in memory, is this. Really, it was on the original um, Nintendo Entertainment System. And it was called Big Nose. And it was this very silly little game where you just plays played at this played as this like Neanderthal, um, just cruising around, um, fighting little dinosaurs and stuff, and just trying to get like tasty treats. I think, um, <laughs> and I have a lot of very fond memories of playing that with my younger sibling, and so yeah, that one really stands out in my mind, and I always am just like very. Uh, hopeful that someday, even though it's not a game that's like I, I see people talk about, that it'll pop up on the Switch like retro game like <laughs> online service, even though no one's asking for it except for me. And I think that would just be so neat because I don't think there's probably going to be another opportunity for me to play it. Um, it's not one that's carried on across the hit consoles, but yeah, it's a neat little game. <laughs> When's the last time you played it? Oh gosh, it's been I would say probably well over 15 years if not longer um yeah so it's it's been a minute but it was i I, it's certainly still at my parents house i bet and it came in like a gold cartridge so it's kind of you know it wasn't just the the fancy gray it was gold metallic um very very luxurious yes (laughs) i I could have i would have never guessed that no legend of zelda had the gold cartridge yeah on the nes Yep. Yeah. So that one that one stands out in mind for sure, just because of a lot of the positive and kind of nostalgic memories associated with it. Yeah, for sure. I think I would have guessed Lauren's, and I'm I'm gonna try to guess Lara's. Oh, you want to guess mine? Do you have an answer? Or <laughs> did you well, have an answer already? I I I've got one. I've got one. Is it Chrono Trigger? Technically, I think that's a 32-bit game. What? <laughs> no, it's not. That, that no. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> No, she came out with it technically. <laughs> that came out on sixteen. That came out on SNES. What are you talking about? SNES, SNES. I think SNES is a thirty-two bit game. Nope, it's sixteen bit. Yeah, you're there, my house, there, Lara. Th- thirty-two bit. I'm looking on Wikipedia right now. Wasn't it on SNES? SNES is a thirty-two bit. No, no, it's yes. not. Yes, no. no. I can't believe. Wilkin did, what have you done? I can't believe we're having this discussion. <laughs> it's a 16-bit console. Okay. Okay, okay. It is. So, yeah, Chrono Trigger would be the... Chrono Trigger would be my game. <laughs> you were right. You were right. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking Ooh. I was thinking more like like Duck Hunt or something or, uh, gotcha. or gotcha. Legend of Zelda, the original one. But, um, but yeah, Chrono Trigger is is the best game ever so <laughs> in any bit including the the fancy stuff they did on um on the 3ds yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay okay <laughs> yeah mine is uh link to the past definitely without a doubt no question honorable mentions to tetris and dr mario hmm what i have Ooh, yes multiple what have another answer Hmm. I don't know. No, I'm going to stick with the <laughs> to the past. That's a goodie. That's a classic. Yeah. Now, all of these, uh, and this this was not planned at all, but all of these other questions kind of all fall into the same category. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well, well. Good work, submitters. Yeah, but it's it's a strange, I, I don't know how all of these, I'm, I'm very surprised. Okay, so here's the first <laughs> one. 
Uh, this one's from Reese Gentry, and they ask, I was talking to my best friend about a life-slash-career change, and, well, do you all think mid-to-late 30s is too late to go back to school and swap out careers? No. Absolutely not. Yeah, short answer, no. Long answer, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's like, it. Brandon, I think that now is the perfect time for you to change careers completely. <laughs> it's, yep. Then I, you can go to school and not have to pay those student loans. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to stop at the registrar's office tomorrow and change my major. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I do not think it is too late. I know when I went to – when I studied mental health counseling, it was – technically my second major career so like I, I completely switched from engineering to mental health and studying with me there were people way way older than me mm-hmm. 40s 50s yeah lots of people who who were choosing to study something new and right now i am 35 see we live we live in a, in a world where you go to and you study something in school and for the most part you're not going to use what you used in school in the real world Brandon, like you're studying something, and, and and Lara, you studied something that, unless you like, you have to do the one thing that you studied, right? And you mm-hmm. have licensure and all that. So those, I guess, are exceptions to that. But in general, a lot of people like they'll study something, including me. Like I, you know, I eventually switched after many years of you know I had my own practice and everything. I I started slightly switching <laughs> mental health and then educational technology, and now I still use all the stuff that I used before. But there has been a lot of education over the years, a lot of um, courses, a lot of training, a lot of just like trying new things, and that's that's very normal for people nowadays in their thirties, thirty, thirty-five. Yeah, it seems like it happens to a lot of people. I think I think you know. If you're considering that, you're going you're gonna to be okay because it's not unheard of. And lots of jobs today, they just they can't teach you that stuff in school. They're, the requirements are so specific mm-hmm. that you're going to learn. They're just going to gonna teach you on the job anyway. So, no, the job market and stuff out there is, is kind of crazy, but I think you're going to be okay. Definitely mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, my, my feelings on it are uh, in, in the broadest sense not specifically to you Reese but as someone also in your in the middle of a PhD yeah well you know my, my feelings are uh, you're gonna die someday oh my, oh my and goodness. you don't know when it's gonna happen so if you want to go back to school and learn a new trade or you want to switch careers whatever you want to do if you're not actively harming people fucking do it because you've only got the one life and like <laughs> uh you you don't know you don't know when your your time's up so like if you want to learn new new skills new things even if you don't you know want to use them even like learning for learning's sake i think is important um switching jobs when you're unhappy where you are i, I think that that's you know all going to be really specific to your own context and, and life situation. But my, my main feeling is, is like, if you want to do it and it's not harming anybody, you should do it. No, my opinion is don't go back to school. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just like, don't do school at all. <laughs> Never go back to school ever. It may be too late, but to, don't go back to school. Do nothing. Uh, only go to school. Stop everything no. else. Just no. school. Always forever go to school. Haunt a school. Ooh. I'm going to haunt a school. 
Lauren wants to haunt a school for the library. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to haunt a library. That'd be dope. All right. You got to get someone to murder you in a library. <laughs> All right, everybody. You heard it Ooh. here on the GC Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Invite sent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't 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 go to school. Go to the library, learn stuff. <laughs> go uh, try go to new things. Online free classes and stuff. That's cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there are things that you can learn. Again, like, yeah, like don't don't go to like a college. Don't do that. That's my opinion. Unless there's something you want to do specifically, <laughs> like specific, like a trade school. Yeah, but then like st- yeah, ugh, still yeah, <laughs> school ugh. Okay, uh, and then so along the same lines. Lydia, uh, she writes in, I was recently asked about my motivation to work on video games. When I was a couple years younger, I was very stuck and disappointed because I wanted to save the world, whatever that meant. It has taken me years to realize and accept how important entertainment is nowadays and to reflect upon its saving and healing powers. I'm curious to know what your journey has been about this topic. Were you also conflicted to work in media-related jobs? And related to this one, there's another question. Uh, from G Midnight Demon, it says, "How did you all get started? Was it a mutual thing?" I'm gonna. Th- that was very vague, but I'm I'm gonna read into it uh, as being related to the others. So, none of us here technically have media related jobs. I would I would say, <laughs> even right? the media psychologist. That she she's not she's not working. She's a student. Uh, she's a student. That's her job. I yeah. I did a I did a a temp temporary job that was media related but uh no i don't i don't work in the Mm -hmm. in field so you're studying media psychology right now i am so uh, were you ever conflicted or did you have any like oh hell yeah yeah (laughs) i've constantly conflicted um so i'm i'm in this media psychology program and obviously media psychology is covering a ton of topics my focus is on video games But, you know, uh, media psychology sort of sprung out of sort of related fields of like communications and uh, like consumer marketing and stuff like that. And so built into a lot of these systems are sort of this kind of capitalist spine of like the, the main point of learning any of this stuff is to learn how to sell, sell things better to manipulate people into buying things or agreeing with you or whatever. Um, and so I'll, I'll feel uh, emotionally conflicted a lot of the times when we're talking about marketing stuff. And um, especially if we're working on, like we're working on our own projects where it's all like, hey, you know, pick something and then we're going to do a project around that thing and you have to like sell it or, uh, you know, mock up a fake website or something like that and and sometimes it can feel a little icky because especially coming from the psychological background we're looking at you know like oh the reason that this particular thing works is because you're basically tricking people into thinking that you know there's scarcity or uh the only way that they'll ever get laid is if they buy your product or they're gonna you know die ugly and alone unless they buy this other product and stuff like that and it can get you know real yucky when you look into that stuff but on the whole i think this stuff is really important even the sort of grosser manipulative things i i feel it's better to uh, no, then not no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
but but yeah, I mean, I'm not actively looking for jobs right now because I, I just want to finish school. But once I do finish, and I start trying to find like career jobs. I know that there are certain game companies that I wouldn't want to work for because like they do some shady stuff or there are marketing programs that I, I would steer away from because like they give me those yucky feelings. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's never quite as cut and dry as we would like it to be. To, to the point of like, media having or wanting to save the world and wanting to do it through media, that's what Geek Therapy is all about. That's, yeah. what, mm-hmm. that's what it was built upon. Now, to be clear, again, none of us get paid for any of this that we do. Uh, not yet, anyway. And only don't like, dangle that carrot, hustle. <laughs> well, well. So, so for example, um, well, there there are people who have worked with us in the past mm-hmm. who have had you know more opportunities to get money, and there are different ways to do what we're doing. And it's taken me years to kind of get over what exactly what uh, what Lauren was talking about. It's like ah, oh, like I was so conflicted about actually getting paid for wanting to save the world, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, that it's mm-hmm. it's taken me a long time to get to the point where like this May is the first time that I'm ever gonna do a training and get paid for it. I've done tons of trainings and presentations. I've traveled on my own dime and never been paid for it. And this is the first time now at the end of May that I'm going to actually do a training and get paid. And it feels real good. <laughs> and <laughs> if, I wasn't, if I wasn't so conflicted about it, I probably would have started doing things like that way sooner. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one part of the conflict that you could feel. There's also the other part about, you know, like, well, it's entertainment. Do you want to work for entertainment? Is entertainment really helpful to people? And I think you need to really believe that if you want to do something along those lines. But as much as I agree with a lot of things that you said, Lauren, I also disagree with a lot of the pessimism in in that because you, you can also you can always talk about how we're manipulating people or using marketing to sell stuff, but or like our whole self-care episode, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where we were talking about like selling people on these bullshit ideas, but it's also the way that you spread good ideas. Absolutely. And so there is a lot of, like if, once you learn it, you can use it for good or for bad and work for a company that, that sells a product that you believe in, that you believe is good. Now, in my opinion, entertainment is very important. And like, I need music in my life. I need Netflix. I need mm-hmm. comic books. I need video games. And those things make life worth living. And so I value them very highly. And I think so. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't remember if I always felt that way. And I know definitely a lot of people don't feel that way. So I understand feeling conflicted. Entertainment is important. <laughs> Media matters. Media <laughs> matters. It does. It does. And I don't know. I guess it rubs rubs me the wrong way when people are like, oh, it's like it's just entertainment because all all I feel is like there is power in keeping people uninformed about the power of entertainment and media and, and keeping them uneducated about how influential that stuff is in their lives, because then it's easier to sell people stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yes, entertainment can be frivolous, pointless, fun for its own sake, but that is meaningful in of itself because we're human beings and that's part of the experience. Mm-hmm. With great power comes great responsibility. Ooh. Hell yeah. I understand that I'll watch a couple ads so I don't have to 
take money out of my pocket. Like, you know, those are those are ideas that are just a part of the, the, the way things work. And I don't know. It's complicated, but mm-hmm. it sure is lots of lots to say about that. And then and so uh, the follow up to that G Midnight Demons uh, question, how did you all get started? And was it a mutual thing? I, I can tell you that the Geek Therapy's origin story was when I was a mental health counseling intern. It started as a side project, right? And then eventually I wanted to talk to more like-minded people. Just like now we have all these community spaces. At the beginning, it was just me meeting people and interviewing people and, and learning about what they were doing. And so I started a podcast to do that. And then through that, I've I've met all of you. So mm-hmm. we definitely all didn't start at the same time. But I really didn't have any... There wasn't any motivation. There was nobody doing what I wanted to do. So everything I've done, I've always done it uh, like, oh, I want that to exist. So I created it. That was kind of my motivation. And then and then I, I made it happen. And, and here we are. Um, how would you all say that you got started? I went to your panel at Comic-Con. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about it. And I brainwashed you. <laughs> and then I started writing a blog that's it. Now I'm here talking to you uh-huh. fine folks. <laughs> I, a long time ago, read an article about um, Pat O'Connor and some, and like the comics previous stuff that he was working on, which got me interested in how might comic books be useful in therapy? I think in like my first or second year of graduate school, probably my first year. And then that just led to a lot of um, side thought and, I guess, discussion with Katie, who's the other co-host of Jedi Council. And then we just, I think, started by writing a blog post, just looking at Darth Vader back when Jedi Council was more Star Wars oriented. (laughs) And um, that turned into a podcast that was recorded using my laptop microphone, using the voice recorder feature on the laptop, uh, edited... You're making us wake <laughs> oh, cringe right now. I'm making myself cringe. And then eventually that turned into just sending you an email. And and shortly, I think, after you had had a few podcasts going and it started or launched a network and just saying, are you interested in taking on any shows that don't feature you as the as one of the regular co-hosts that's kind of outside of, of that bubble that it's starting with? And that's kind of how Jedi Council got started and, and then became a part of the the fantastic community and family of geek therapy um, podcasts and, I guess, media more broadly now. You skipped the, the, the part where I did send you an email asking if you uh, wanted help <laughs> improving the sound quality. Of your- I, I'm still <laughs> saying no, but someday you'll win me over. no. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And, and and I on a more serious note, all joking aside, you are absolutely um, um an incredibly massive help just in, in turning it into a pretty ragtag uh recording into something that's actually turned out to be I think pretty interesting and has a pretty regular community of listeners. So it's it's been really cool to be a part of Geek Therapy and, and Jedi Council and, and the whole community. Lauren, what about you? I got involved in the community before there was a network. I discovered the Psych Tech podcast, um, I guess, pretty soon after Josue and Kelly had started it. Um, And then when I was 
uh, I'd graduated from my bachelor's program and I was deciding what to do next. And I uh, reached out to both Josue and Kelly and ended up chatting with both of them. And then a couple months later, uh, Josue and I did a headshots episode on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And then a little bit after that, we did an episode on What Remains of Edith Finch. And then Josue was like very nice about like, oh, it was so great that you, you, you know, tweeted at me about What Remains of Edith Finch. We're definitely going to do an episode on it. This is so great. I'm so glad that you did that. And I was just like, oh, you're not annoyed with me? Then I'm never going <laughs> to stop. <laughs> and uh, just slowly got consumed by the gelatinous cube that is Geek Therapy Network. It definitely wasn't like a mutual thing. We didn't all sit down one day and be like, hmm, maybe we should do a thing. It's a slow no, no. process. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, Josue, Josue is definitely the Zeus from which all things spring forth out of his forehead. <laughs> Athena style. Are we your children? I, I lost I lost the metaphor. I'm sorry. <laughs> you went like five different ways with that. I just, that. I don't know. I don't, all, all I know is I'm filled with love Aww. for geek therapy. Filled. Huh? We started, we all got started with love. Mm-hmm. That, that's the key ingredient. It's true. Geek therapy oh. equals love. <laughs> all right, let's take a break and come back with more question cue. Of all of our community spaces, the Discord server is the most ephemeral, meaning that it's the place to go to talk about stuff in the moment. When the big events like Endgame and the final season of Game of Thrones come around, you want a place where you can talk to like-minded people as it's happening. We have channels dedicated to different fandoms and topics, everything from anime to music to mental health. To join our Discord, go to geektherapy.com Discord. And once you join, you'll be announced to the server, and I promise you'll receive a warm welcome from everyone. Again, to join, go to geektherapy.com slash discord. All right, and we're back, and we usually uh, do our Media Matters segment right after with our old friend Ali's uh, clip. But instead, we're going to read a question by Ali. See, we got rid of your voice, Ali, but but we're, <laughs> we're giving you a voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring it back. He says, if we're going to open this comic book therapy boba outdoor space experience, I need to know what is the one thing you'd always want fully stocked at this place? Comics? <laughs> Therapists? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the next answer is baristas? <laughs> let's, let's go another round. Try again. <laughs> I want all of the employees to be paid livable wages and have access to health and medical care. No, mental health care. That's not fully stocked, Lauren. That's That's, just awesomeness. That's that's the if we're including employees as stock, that's my vote. Wow. And now you only think of them as stock? Oh no, it turned objects to you. No. Excuse me, do you have dignity in stock? <laughs> We're all out. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, as far as comics, I would want I Kill Giants always in stock. We would always. never be out of stock because that is. I would I would give that one oh. away every now and then. That's Mm-mm. not how you run a store. Forget that. I'm not going to give it away. You know, put it on sale <laughs> often, so it sells a lot of copies. 
Definitely, I kill giants. There's one. Mm. I'm, oh mm. shoot! What's the name of it? It's a Dark Knight, a a real Batman story, or yeah, oh, the Paul Dini oh, book. Paul Dini's book. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay, thank you. I think that would be my vote for under the comic book category, at least for what I would want to be always stocked. Because what an absolute treasure I think that is to read, and just. Uh, yeah. Such a, a brilliant example of what I think one of the pillars of the Geek Therapy community is, which is using this kind of combination of a fictional story and combining it with this kind of real life tragic event in a way that combines art and real life. And, and it's so beautiful and and it's so compelling and interesting that I think it's it's just I, I it's a must read in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it is, it is. It's great because he he talks about like he had a mugging and then how that mm-hmm. affected him for the rest of his life, and he's talking through the experience with the characters that he loves, mm-hmm. and they're all from the Batman world of heroes and villains, and it's just an amazing exploration into like you're seeing his story, but you're also seeing how he got through it through the characters that he knows and loves and cares about and how not only that characters he created. And so he's having them as a voice in his head because they're in his head. Yeah. Yeah. It's really something else. Josue and I did a episode on it a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. For the library. Yep. (laughs) It's true. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Um, I'm not a big Boba fan. So I'm going to go with what I would want stocked all the time in comics. Um, I had the opportunity recently to read an advanced copy of Raina Telgemeier's new book, Guts, coming Mm. out later this year. That book is amazing. It's about fear and anxiety and speaks to kids in a way that helps break down like you can talk to people about this. You don't have to hide it. It's not something that needs to be a secret. And it shows how Raina dealt with it when she was younger. And and it talks about how she went to therapy and what that was like. And so I think it's a great depiction for kids and adults, but, but it's something that doesn't get addressed a lot of the time for the younger crowd and i think it's really cool that she's put that out there for the world to see yay reina she's my yay. favorite <laughs> <laughs> do we sell video games at this store we can totally sell video games at the store okay and board games definitely board games Ooh, yeah what, yeah. what video game would you put in would you want Ooh. always in stock lauren mm, that's a tough one i guess I would say, I don't know, I'm torn. Part of me is like, you know, I want like cooperative multiplayer games. So you get that that good social interaction. Mm. But um, maybe something like Stardew Valley, I know, yeah. is very soothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, there's a physical copy of that game company's three games. So that would be Flower, Flow, and Journey. Oh, then that one. That's my answer. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't stock digital games. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I don't know. I'm just it's sort of imagining. Them. I'm just sort of imagining like, like, sure, you could buy the games, but like, just sit down on our super huge comfy couch and just play them. You don't, you don't yeah. have to spend money. Just hang out. 
not good business sense, but it's not. I there's nice. a reason I don't have a business. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's officially out of our business. <laughs> Awkward. No. Please leave the call. She can come to game night though. <laughs> Look, I will I will uh I will design the soft room full of giant Snorlax beanbags and uh, stuff. And yes. then I'll just live in there and you guys don't have to pay me. <laughs> I'll just live in there. <laughs> you can just design everything for us. Oh yeah. We'll see. We're holding interviews. Next <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, my my actual for true answer to always have in stock Thai iced teas because that's what I get Ooh. from boba places. Okay. Sometimes with boba and sometimes without. Okay, okay. We're trying to figure out how to work in a boba fed joke, but I'm not coming up with it. <laughs> so just pretend I thought of something clever to say about keeping a boba fed in stock. You could say that you were just wanted fet juice. Oh, see, there it is. Thank <laughs> you. I do. I just had to throw it out there, and someone would would uh, finish it up for me. Also, I remember seeing a T-shirt that was like Boba Fett with Boba Tea. I don't remember. There, there was the a place was, but, yeah. uh, in downtown Santa Cruz. I'm forgetting what the name of it was, but there was a, a Boba Tea place did open up where they had um, lots of. Boba Fett signage oh. and and chibi pictures, but it's like they had like a a theatrical life size cardboard cutout of Boba Fett, and then somebody taped a Boba cup to his hand <laughs> where the gun is. It was great. It's great. <laughs> the jokes are there if you if you just give it time, Brandon. You'll, you'll yeah, it'll it. happen. Let yeah. it simmer. Yeah. <laughs> Let it steep like tea. next question (laughs) and our last question for today and i'm I'm excited about this one because this is something i wanted to talk to you all about uh this is from casimir angel on twitter uh he says burger king introduces a range of box deals called Real Meals, including the Pissed Meal, Blue Meal, Yes, Yas, Yas Meal. Yas. <laughs> and the Don't Give a Fuck Meal as part of Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, and he has a quote. It says, Burger King restaurants understand that no one is happy all the time. He says, uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on this. I'm mixed. Did you all see this campaign? Yeah. Okay. I heard about it, but I didn't see much about it. Okay. So thoughts. Is it Lauren rant time? <laughs> uh, I mean, you sure. I'll I'll do a little mini rant here. I think I think it's really cool. It's a it's a cool thing to do during Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. It is uh an absolutely valid point that nobody feels happy or any emotion all the time. Emotions change. That's the whole deal. And so I like the idea of during Mental Health Awareness Month being like, "Hey, You know, like feel what you're feeling and they're going to be weird and there's going to be a lot of them. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, On the other side of that, it's Burger King. Those are advertisements. They're trying to sell you a burg. There is no mental health care in that burg. Just burger. Maybe maybe there's cow meat in there. I'm not sure. Could be. Possibly. (laughs) But there's definitely not health, <laughs> definitely not mental health care inside of that burger. But it did get us to talk about it. And it get, did. is getting a lot of people to talk about it and bringing awareness to it, much like they did with their pride burger <laughs> <laughs> uh, with LGBT issues. 
I think I am kind of mixed. I mean, it is an advertisement, but I don't just, I don't go out and buy things necessarily because I see an advertisement, but I enjoy ads like Super Bowl ads. I love those. They're funny. I don't necessarily go out and buy those cars (laughs) or Doritos or whatever. I do like the messaging that you don't have to be happy all the time. And it's totally a dig at McDonald's Mm -hmm. and their happy meals. And I kind of like that. (laughs) I I like that they went with lots of different kinds of emotions. And not all of them are like, they're not all sad. It's just like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I want to know more and what the differences are, but I'm not going to go out and buy them necessarily. But it's a it's start it's like what we talk about on the show. It's a conversation starter and it's getting people to talk about mental health and in in an accessible way uh where they can laugh about the fact that there's an ad telling them to go buy a a Yas burger. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And I don't really have anything new to add because my thoughts are pretty much in line with the same. Of course, it's a marketing kind of strategy. But on the other hand, of course, it it the intention is maybe well-meaning, um, or at least on the surface seems to be. And it is a nice sort of thing. I mean, obviously, it's a dig at uh, McDonald's, too, which is, I don't know, funny, I guess. I mean, it's for my honestly, petty sense of humor. Yeah, it's honestly pretty impressive from a, a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. Whoever designed this campaign, like, really nailed it with being, you know, topical with Mental Health Awareness Month, but then also slamming down on that, like, hey, people like it when brands pretend to, like, fight each other, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's probably harmless and certainly um, seems to be drumming up some discussion, maybe, and. The more that we can get people talking about mental health during Mental Health Awareness Month, I think that's a positive thing. Well, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my favorite mental health awareness campaigns that I I can't think of one that I've that I like more than this because it's so creative. It's in a space where you wouldn't expect it. And not only is it is it a conversation starter, but you're inviting people who are going to go and buy like they're gonna go to burger king right these are people Mm -hmm. who already go to burger king and that may not even think about mental health exactly and now it's like it's like asking you how are you feeling today well actually i'm like i'm kind of pissed today and i'm kind of pissed today (laughs) and and you're putting that into like you're bringing a conversation about your feelings and your emotional to that poor cashier Well, um, regardless, right? You're 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 yeah. doing this in a context that you. The idea is that we don't talk about our feelings, right? So, right. how can we create an opportunity to talk about our feelings? And even just conceptually, I think it's so fucking cool. And I I, I like the the. There's just a couple options, right? It's not it's not a full spectrum of of feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun in a way. Uh, I just oh, I love it so much and. Burger King is going to spend money advertising regardless. doesn't matter what month it is. It's going to sell burgers. So to think that it partnered with the things Mental Health America created this campaign for the month, I love it. And like, I don't think that every corporation is evil, and even an evil corporation can do good things. And I think that this is mm-hmm. a really, really good thing. I think it's it goes so uh, like above and beyond so many other you know, companies that have attempted to even do something for 
you know, mental health month. I think I think it's oh, I fucking love it. it. I love it so much. <laughs> oh man. How many of those burgers have you gone to go get? I haven't gotten any. I haven't gotten any. <laughs> but but if or when I go, I would I would I would love to I would love to have that experience being mm-hmm. like, like, what do you want? Like, I mean, I don't give a fuck burger. Yeah. That's exactly how <laughs> I feel right now with a side of, uh, blue, please. I need a blue meal too. Absolutely. I really want to know if they come with like a toy or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's a good, it's, yeah. it's just a Whopper meal and the, the box, the box is, is different, different yeah. colors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I want like a stress ball or something. That would have been great. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually that, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Like next level would be to include uh, a toy, right, in the in the meal. I think, yeah, I think that's great. And again, the message is very similar to it's okay to not be okay, right? It's like, listen, hey, we're acknowledging that people aren't happy all the time. There, people feel different emotions, and if you come by, like we have this fun way for you to talk about how you're feeling. And I don't know, I fucking I fucking love mm-hmm. it so much. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, so, so much. Here's my pitch. McDonald's mindfulness. Mindfulness McDonald's. Mm. Mm. Mindfulness McNuggets. There we go. There it is. With every order of McDonald's McNuggets, you get one mindfulness meditation inside of a chicken nugget. You don't know which one. Hey, Lauren, thanks for applying, but uh, we've decided to <laughs> go with another candidate. You are candidate. definitely not yeah. in our business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But thank you for th- We'll definitely keep your resume on file. Okay. <laughs> thank well, you for I'm, I'm going to go pitch to McDonald's. They need something to get back at Burger King now, huh? Like I said, you can still hang really out helped. in our space, but no, <laughs> you're, not, you're not hired. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't have any time for uh, more questions, but I don't want the the episode to go by without a geek therapy segment where we talk about something that in the last week or two, because we didn't do it last week, was therapeutic in the most general sense, something that made us feel really good or helped us get through a tough time. Brandon, what was your geek therapy the last two weeks? I'm going to combine my geek therapy and my media matters um, and say, I know we're not doing media matters, but... Just let, let me finish at least. Um, I got to play some really great uh, Spider-Man on the PS4. That's what I'm I'm playing Ooh. now, and it's so much fun. So that was my geek therapy because it was you know I'm done with graduate school finally. I get to graduate on Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. I defended my dissertation that you all announced so nicely for me last week. And so I got to enjoy some Spider-Man and yeah. it's been really cool. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. The game is pretty amazing. And then my, my media matters, even though we're not doing that segment moment from it was there's this really neat little scene where there's this room in this kind of building that you return to at least a few times where there's a sign on the door that said counseling and you go inside and you interact with like this clipboard and Peter says something along the lines of like, Oh yeah, everyone needs help from time to time. It's, it's okay to reach out when you do or something like that. I tried to look up the exact quote and I couldn't find it. And I just thought that was so nice because there wasn't like a whole bunch of fanfare about it or anything. It was just so as a matter of fact and nonchalant and just like, look, sometimes people need some help or need some counseling and just need to reach out and that's okay. And I just thought that was really neat. A little, little tidbit for that game that I'm enjoying very much. I forgot about that. That's really, that's a really Mm -hmm. good example. 
because they don't have to do that, right? Definitely it, not. Yeah. It's, it's a community rec center. Um, mm-hmm. They're helping people. It's got like a soup kitchen and things like that. And it's so cool, first of all, that they have the counseling center there mm-hmm. and to have the dialogue recorded and acknowledging it and having that come from Peter means so much more. Oh, yeah. Because, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man's I, telling you you can have therapy and it's okay. And it's mm-hmm. okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was so cool. I couldn't like... I was just like, oh my gosh, that was so special. And it really stuck with me. And like I said, I wish I could find exactly what he said because it was so well said. And um, I'll probably keep trying to dig for it. I wish I would have just jotted it down in the moment, but I thought for sure I'd be able to find it online, but I haven't been able to. The PS4 has a button on the side called the share button and it'll record everything that just happened for next time. Just going to mash that thing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's mine. If you're still able to, you can go back to the room and you can hear it again. Oh, okay. I That's think good so. to know. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, like it's a triple A game. It's a great mm-hmm. game with great reviews that millions of people played and it's wonderful that, that, that that's there. So good. Set the bar pretty high there, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> you can cut it out. <laughs> Lauren? <laughs> Um, my geek therapy has been playing Apex Legends with my stream team bros. It has been fantastic. I have not gotten sucked into a multiplayer game like this in a long time. And I'm not very good, but I'm still having lots of fun. That's the best part. (laughs) If you're not good, you might as well be having fun. Hell yeah. Lara? My geek therapy this week... Well, I guess, okay, so sometimes therapy is exhausting, right? My geek therapy was exhausting. Uh, It was free comic book day last Saturday, and I went to 10 shops, one museum. Too much. No, no. (laughs) Single-handedly supporting the local comic local comic book shops the whole industry you supported yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the cartoon art museum it hosted a comic shop hop and so you had a little passport and you get stamps along the way and uh af- after a certain amount you can get there are different tiers of prizes you can get um and i got on the highest one because i well the highest one was go to five shops and buy things at five shops. I went to 10 shops and bought things <laughs> at 10 shops. But it was a lot of fun. Seven hours, drove around in my car, got to all the places, said hi to people I knew and hadn't seen in a while. Uh, I think I knew someone at almost every shop I went to. Bought a lot of cool comics that I've been looking forward to, and I've read at least two of the graphic novels so far. Yeah, lots of fun. Free comic book day is the best. Ooh. It's always the first Saturday in May. Always. Always. Yeah, no, that was always. a lot of fun following you online. I had mm-hmm. so much fun doing <laughs> yeah. that Twitter adventure. Yeah, thanks it was for great. posting those pictures. It was really fun to see them. It was. At some point, I was deliriously, like, I was like, I haven't had lunch yet. I need to eat lunch. <laughs> I need to eat. Uh, yeah. And then um, I totally started forgetting to take pictures. And I was like, no, I need to take pictures of the shots. Click, click. When I'm running away instead of with the shop. Um, but it was great. What about you, Josue? Well, mine uh, is similar to uh, something I mentioned last year when Infinity War came out. I sat with my mom and I made, uh, I helped her make the list of all the MCU movies so she mm-hmm. could watch them right before uh, Infinity War. So it's been a year. She forgot a lot of stuff. So I made her a new <laughs> list of stuff to refresh. 
Was it every single movie? Because it, it, every it, single movie. It wasn't. She said, I don't want to watch them all. I was like, what do I need to see? So I made her a short list. And then she she watched the, uh, she started watching Infinity War again to get ready. And as soon as it started and they were on the Asgardian ship and Loki says, and we have a Hulk. She said, she stopped it. She said, I have no idea why the Hulk is there. I completely forgot. So then she went and watched Ragnarok. <laughs> and now, uh, and then, so so my geek therapy has been uh, kind of that for the last couple weeks. But today she called me and she says, okay, I finally watched Infinity War and I have some questions. Do you mind if we spend some time on this? And I told her, mom, I've been waiting Aww. 35 years for you to, for this moment. Please, this is, this, is, this is what I live for. Let's do it. So we spent about an hour answering questions about Infinity War to get her ready for Endgame. I'm impressed. Very, very. Were you able to do that without giving her spoilers since you've seen Endgame and it could have leaked into your... Nope. Nope. I'm a professional. Good. Lara, Good. Please. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was pretty sure. I was pretty sure, but we had to, we had to make sure. I mean, I would Don't get paid sp- to do this, but I am very professional. <laughs> <laughs> professional unpaid intern. All right, so that is it for this episode of GT Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you followed Lara on uh, Twitter and you saw she was wearing that "I'm a Geek Therapist" T-shirt, you can uh-huh. find that. I picked my I picked my outfit very strategically. <laughs> <laughs> you can find that and many more designs, uh, including a couple new ones that uh, I put up today, actually, um, at our oh. merch store at uh, geektherapy.com/store. You'll find our stuff, and there are links to all the community spaces in the show notes. Check out the Discord, the community group on Facebook and the best place to find us is on Twitter you can find us at Geek Therapy I'm at Josue Cardona Lara is at Geek Therapist Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur and Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxton remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week you've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network for more about the network visit network.geektherapy.com and for additional content including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.